All right, go ahead, bro. We're almost. So, hey, you so... guys. Hey, what's Hello, up, a monkey? How what's up, a monkey? How are you? I'm good. I'm listening. All right. So a few years ago, I uh, I went deep on a, a, a plant medicine journey, and two of the movies that I watched was The Thing and the first. Um, the first Twilight, not not Twilight Zone, uh, X-Files movie, right? So in the X-Files movie, you had this huge UFO that was buried up in Antarctica. And in the movie, The Thing, there was this story of of, um, these researchers that were up in Antarctica, and they came across this this frozen um, non-terrestrial being, right? And it had the ability to morph and to shift into, um, you know, whatever it came into contact with, right? So if you do history on the Third Reich, like that's something else. I, I did like three years of research on that. I was just obsessed with like, what was this dude's trip? You know, why why was he actually killing babies that actually looked like him? Like brown hair, brown eyed babies in Nazi Germany, they were actually killing because they wanted them all to be blonde hair and blue eyed. Like that's some weird shit. Like, imagine if melanated people were like, yo, we want everybody to be this color and complexion and every other baby we're going to kill. Like, that that's some demonic stuff right there, right? So, come to find out, Adolf Hitler and Hermann Hess were... He was on um, the alien shit, right? Right. They, 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 the they were... Blonde, yeah, yeah. Right. right, okay. right. Okay, go ahead. My bad. So, My bad. so, so he sent some Norwegian... Um, um, archaeologists and researchers to Antarctica because they were supposedly looking for a portal that um that was that was up there right they they sent people to Africa he was trying to get the ark of the covenant he went up into Morocco people don't even know he got his ass kicked in Morocco they don't even talk about that but um basically these um these norwegian which blonde hair blue eyed um archaeologists came across this frozen entity in a spaceship that was very similar to what they showed in the X-Files movie, right? And it was a shapeshifter. So what happened was it it went into the bodies of these human beings that were blonde hair and blue eyed. So when they went back to Hitler and to the Thule Society, that's somebody y'all want to look up, T-H-U-L-E, and this woman named Maria Orsic, O-R-S-I-C. And she was a woman who claimed to be from Aldebaran constellation. And she was channeling like Sumerian downloads and Anunnaki downloads. And they were like researching everything that she was saying. They were finding out that it was accurate. So then these Norwegian archaeologists linked up with who, who were infused with this shapeshifter linked up with the, the head of the, the, um, the third Reich. And that's when they put in this whole Aryan shit and said that basically all humans had to look this certain way and everybody else, you know, had to be gotten rid of. And if you, if you read the, the Mein Kampf, which is Hitler's autobiography, the thing that he said was the whole reason why he hated the Jews. He hated the Jews for the simple fact that they had what he called basically melanated blood he, you know he used the derogatory n-word but he was basically like look these people represent a strain of the african genetics 
present in Europe. And if we don't get rid of them, they're going to outbreed us, right? So fast forward to this situation with Maria Orsic. Maria Orsic was basically telling the, the German people who had been, you know, um, basically disenfranchised after World War I and all the different penalties. She was like, look, y'all got to raise yourself up and you guys have to nation build and you guys have to come together. But then they flipped it and said, not only do we have to come together, but we have to kill anybody that doesn't look like us. And that was what these um, non-terrestrial beings who had, who had uh, infiltrated the, the Germans started to put forth, right? And then this dude, Herman Hess, if you research him and you take a look at the movie um, uh, Hellboy, Herman Hess actually was doing that. He was in Scotland and he was opening up portals, right? Hold on, let me open this. So he was opening up portals and supposedly the second time he went over to Scotland, he crashed and Winston Churchill and all them got a hold of him. And that whole story uh, about Hellboy is actually based on a real situation that happened where he was opening up these Dru Druid and Celtic portals. Now, the original Druids and the original Celts were black, okay? These were portals that we were able to jump through. We could go from Ethiopia or, or, or East Africa or West Africa instantly to Ireland. Like, that's, you can look up the black Celts, right? But then once the Saxons came in, we started closing these portals because we were being hunt down, hunted down. What the, the Nazis had gotten a hold of some type of information which instructed them to get everything that was melanated that represented um, power and authority. So like they were looking for the, the sphere of destiny of Christ. They were looking at, for the shroud of Turin of Christ. Um, they also were uh, trying to get the Ark of the Covenant, right? And then they also were trying to open up these portals that had been closed since the, the Trois and the, the different people who were the original melanated dark-skinned people of Ireland and Scotland were, were kicked out, you know, were sent underground or, you know, took boats and came over here and merged with the Tzalegi Cherokee and the Choctaw and the Yamasee, right? So... All, all of this that I'm saying is that like when you just told me to take a look at the King Kong movie and the information that they was putting in there about the um, the the um, the hollow earth, man, it, it, it gets it gets really deep when you start to piece together the different movies that refer to Antarctica, anything dealing with Antarctica. Right. And then peep this. What was the name of the the melanated brother who was like the first explorer? who went to either the South Pole or North Pole, I forget, I forget his name, but he was like, you know, they, they, they used to uh, talk about him in Black History Month. Like he was one of the first dudes that like went with the Inuit people, which are the Eskimos, but the Inuit people. And, they, and he, he was the first one to reach that, right? There is something that's going on with these portals, with the hollow earth, with these ancient Celtic, Black Celtic, mind you, Black Celtic, portals right and I, I feel like like we're on to something man because the clues are inside of these movies it's like hollywood cannot do anything they cannot do a single thing until they put it you know in front of us in plain sight so to speak so i, I really feel like 
this King Kong movie you just mentioned, the movie The Thing, with uh, I think it was Kurt Russell, and um, um, the movie. Oh, also the movie Time Travel. That's the other one. Talks about the hollow earth and the blonde hair, blue eyed people that had to go into the caves in the middle of the earth because they because there was some type of radiation that happened, and then they lost their melanin, and then they were like called the Morlocks or something like that, and they like came out of the caves at night. And the only way you could get them to go back in is if you flash light inside of their eyes because they didn't have enough black in the middle of their eyes. They didn't have that melanin pupil that could absorb light. You know what I'm saying? It blinded them. So, like, I feel like, man, if we if we look at these movies and we we all come together like a think tank, I feel like we can piece together something that, like, is very, very unique to the conspiracy dynamic that will actually probably be based on some historical truth and accuracy. Was it the man named Matthew Haynes or Hines that traveled to the North Pole? I don't know. I would have to, I would have to Google it, but, uh, is for, that who like, you were talking about? Was is he, is he the brother they show in the big thick fur coats mm-hmm. and he's on like a, he's on a sleigh. And yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah. That brother, no, right Matthew Henson, Matthew Henson. I'm okay, sorry. yeah, Matthew, Matthew Henson. Yeah, yeah, that's him. So, I I think kind of non-linearly, and uh, I am someone who does microdose regularly with psilocybin. So, excuse me if you know I don't piece everything together, but you know you just dropped something in my mind about King Kong, and I'm me and my son and his his buddies gonna watch that definitely. This is extremely dope. Extremely dope. Um, so, I, I'm interested now. So, are are they saying that a that a UFO crashed in Germany, and this is how they got the technology, or did somebody open a portal? So, like, how did this initially start with these guys? Do you know? Okay, so something you want to look up is the Foo Fighters. If y'all remember Foo Fighters. That was a, a, a group back in the 80s, right? What a Foo Fighter is, is a, a UFO that the Nazis found that they basically reverse engineered. And what a lot of people don't know is that the Nazis could have actually won the war. The problem was they were connected to this Palestinian uh, mufti named Amin al-Husseini. They never talk about this dude, but I did a whole research project on him. His name was Amin al-Husseini. And there's actually pictures online of him with with Hitler and his people. And he was the one who advocated and suggested the final solution. He was basically like, look, if you want to get rid of the Jews, you can't just be taking them to mass graves and shooting them, which they were initially doing. He was like, you need to, to burn these people. This needs to be a sacrifice, like a Molech sacrifice. And so what happened was Hitler got so obsessed with with killing the Jews, which is funny because he was a third, I think, no, a quarter Jewish, but he was so obsessed with wiping out even like the the black Germans. There was there was a society of black Germans that he like sterilized and like persecuted and sent to concentration camps and and stuff like that. And he actually Hitler um, actually gave an award to Margaret Singer, the woman who who started Planned Parenthood and she started Planned Parenthood for the sole purpose of eliminating melanated babies straight up. Like y'all can research that. There's, there's a, um, a whole documentary on YouTube about that. 
and all the things that she said about how she wanted to eliminate it, eliminate what was called the Negro problem because she felt that, that, you know, the browning of America was a real thing. And that, you know, when, when you get afraid that your genetics are not going to thrive, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, you're going to, you have two choices, either, you know, advocate for mixed children or try to destroy that, which is outbreeding you. And so what we are seeing today is this um, attempt to project upon melanated people, like to not have children, to not wake up, you know what I'm saying? To not build community, to not, you know, gain generational wealth and, you know, basically to forfeit this inheritance because that's what this planet is. This is an inheritance. This is our inheritance. This was created for us, by us, by our ancestors, by the most high, you know what I'm saying? And like this, this, this is the destiny that we all have as melanated people, the Amarukans and the Moors, which are basically the original copper skin indigenous people of the planet, not just of Africa, of the planet, because every single uh, uh, place on this planet at one time had um, melanated indigenous people there. I agree. I agree with you, but um, I agree to a certain extent. When you say the Nazis lost the war, I asked, I pose a question, did they really lose the war to you? No, they didn't. They actually like, they, it, they, they gave up the city so that they could take the country. So they gave up their, their country, Germany, so that they could take over NASA and take over the United States government and take over the, um, the trilateral commission, take over. Um, there's a book about, uh, called The History of White People. I recommend everybody, no matter what race or color you, you are, get this book. It's on audio and it's by a, a professor, a sister. Her name is Professor Nell Painter and it's called The History of White People. And she breaks down the history of xenophobia, of racism, and the agenda to promote the um, the 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 minority inferior genetics of this planet. Okay, the Rockefellers have been pushing this, and guess who's part of the Rockefeller Foundation? Mr. Bill Gates. You know what I'm saying? This 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 whole agenda with COVID is a part of this stuff. You know. And, you know, what what was once put out in front as, you know, the Nazi Aryan ideology is now done subversively and underground in manipulative ways with the various governments that are in charge or, quote, seem to be in charge of this planet. Can I add a couple quick veggies, please? Um, one, uh, if anybody's interested... I dropped uh, a link about the Thule Society and the Real Society in the Discord um, a while back. If anybody's interested, you can just search in there. There were some pretty good links. And also about the Black Celts, um, Nova Scotia and Scotland was named after a black Egyptian goddess named Scotia. So that kind of shows the link right there. Facts. Facts. 
You know, I really feel that it's important for us to start doing our research above and beyond just simply our African genetics, but like our Celtic genetics, especially those of us here in America or Amaruka, like, you know, the Celtic knots, the story of the Druids, like the Druids represent one of the most authentic, um, um, what would you call it? Authentic representation of ancient Kemetic knowledge because they were one of the first diasporas to leave, you know what I'm saying? With the Twa and the, 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 the little people of the Congo, you know, and the people of the, the, uh, the, the mountains of the moon in Uganda. Like these were the people that were around probably 800,000 years or more before ancient Kemet was established. Because if you look at the, the map, the, the astrological, um, um, calendar in Dendera, which is one of the oldest goddess temples there um, dedicated to Hathor. You know, it's a temple that was rebuilt by the, I think the Greeks and the Ptolemies, but the foundations of that temple is the oldest goddess honoring temple on the planet. And when you say goddess honoring, you're actually just talking about the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, because that's what it is. It's like the father, the mother, and the divine child, the proton, the neutron, and the electron, right? So if we have a 250,000-year calendar on that, that ceiling, then common sense would tell you humanity had to be here at least that long, if not twice as long, to actually observe that happening and then codify that and then turn it into a calendar. You know, so when we're looking at ancient Kemet, we're just looking at the last tail end of a, a, a long-standing um, reality of melanated genetics connected to astrotheology, connected to astronomy, connected to the stars. You know what I'm saying? Something that I tell my students who I work with in Kabbalah is if you have a dream, the first thing you should do when you realize that dream and wake up is turn on your phone and turn on star maps and take an image of the sky that's above you and below you because that was your carriage and your portal that gave you that dream. Those are your ancestors. You know what I'm saying? Christ said, in my father's house, there are what? Many mansions. What does Heru or Het Heru mean, which is Hathor? Het Heru means the mansion of Heru or the mansion of the sun. So that means our solar system is the mansion of the sun that we see every day. In my father's house, there are many mansions, meaning there is a mansion, there is a solar system waiting for each and every one of us. Once we complete our earthly destination and we master our nervous system and we get through all the fuckery and shenanigans and obstacles, or like Bob Marley said, the rages and stages they put us through. We have a destiny to become an S-U-N of God. All of us, each one of us has that destiny. So, one of the things I, I, I heard you mention, and I wanted to try to get back to, to that. So, I don't know if you had ever heard of that... that that ancient alien, I mean, the, the astronaut 
white guy who essentially has said that black people were originally here from Tiamat and that this was our planet. You know, we came in out of the water or whatever, and we're like the 10 foot tall black people and that every other person is a, 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 a alien to the planet. Have you ever heard that theory? So I saw that footage, if we're talking about the same interview, in a there's a docu or, or a three-part series on YouTube called Mars is Where Moors Come From. Mars is Where Moors Come From. If you don't type it in perfectly, you won't find it. But in that, I think the third part of that, dude talks about, no, he actually shows the actual footage of the NASA dude basically saying what they observed, which was these 10 foot tall, like look like obsidian. They were, they were heavily melanated, dark skinned alien beings. And like that, that got suppressed for years. And I'm like surprised the brother has it inside of his, his, uh, his video series on YouTube. Is that what you're talking about? I had never heard of that, but I just found it. And so I'm about to post it right now on my Patreon. I appreciate you for saying that. And then I'm going to post it in our Discord. Are you on the Discord, bro? No, I'm not. I'm not on the streaming. What is the streaming? Can you send me a link? Um, oh, click, click my, my, my bio. Click my profile top left corner. Um, OTG, they not they not letting us post nothing in the Discord like the um videos and pictures. I I just told you to try it in the Discord. Did you try it? I messaged you. Oh, oh I didn't read it on it. All right. But yeah, if you click the link in my bio on my Instagram and then it's otg123.org if you click that Go to number two is the Discord. And then um, this is where we post stuff and we save it. It's been updating because we got Clubhouse inside of there. Like right now, I have this live streaming inside of there. Um, we're recording it. So we're just trying to build our own community. Um, yeah, so. But I found it. I'm on your Discord. Wait, okay. No, wait, I'm sorry. It says OTG123. That's yeah. what I go to. OTG123.org, and then I'll find the Discord. Yeah, click number two. So it'll say one, and then it'll say two. Can someone repeat the name of that documentary for me, please? I'm, I'm about to post it. It's called. Uh, hold on one second. Give me a second. It's called Mars is where Mars come from. In which room are you posting it? Conspiracy theories. I just posted the first video. There's there's another video too. I'm looking on YouTube. Y'all got to see it. I see it. I see the part two too. You definitely. Uh, 
there's a sister named Sister Sekmet, and she's got one called Amaruka. Uh, let me see how you spell it. Amorica. She's Sister Sekmet. Um, here, let me see. Cause I have, so I have one call. So if if you hit me up, I sent you my phone number. I'm gonna send you this link that has some different documentaries that I've been collecting, and I I'd strongly suggest y'all start downloading these um, documentaries because there's there's documentaries that I used to have that I can no longer find. Like they take these things down, man. They take them down for real. They they don't want nobody waking up, man. They want so this sister her 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 uh it's called A dash M O O R dash I C A. Check out her documentary. She's got a whole list of documentaries. I will just read off some of them. So she got the hidden history of, of black people, biblical giants and their descendants, the hidden history of white people, part one and two, Mayan Aztec in Incans, we were all black. The Real Faces of the Bible, the Mayans in China, um, and then Amaruka, which is capital A, dash, capital M-O-O-R, dash, capital I-C-A, number one, two, and three. I strongly recommend this stuff because it's, it's like, it's all coming out, y'all. And I'm just like, are they, are they going to, to get so bold that they end up? projecting with the satellites and with all the metal that they've been putting in the environment with these chemtrails, are they going to project a, a white Jesus coming out of the sky? And then all the Catholics suddenly bow down. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like this year something crazy is going to happen that they want to use to try to distract us. And it's going to be something that they are going to try to manipulate and control to like corral people back in because they realize, man, people are taking the, 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 the sheepskin off, man. We no longer being sheeple and we're starting to think for ourselves and we're starting to realize that this whole matrix is just a big illusion to basically feed off of our melanated energy so that they can try to perpetuate their genetics, which is destined to either be assimilated or be basically outbred. I have a question for you. Um, can you send me those links on Discord? Or got them. You, I got them. You got every last one of them? Yeah, can you yeah. send them to me so I can get them posted properly? Yeah, yeah, they're about to come up shortly. I'm getting them. They're coming in right now. Yes, King, and I agree. I think the the, the okie doke they're going to throw us is going to be an alien invasion to wrangle us back in. Project Blue Beam. May I ask one question also? Um, so going back to the Hitler topic, I've heard from multiple sources, and you know, I mean that when Hitler said that the United States would be punished because they held the real Jews or the jewelry, you know what I mean, and that black people were the real Jews, and I thought from just reading certain things that uh, Hitler actually fucked with black people. I never heard that he was killing black people in Germany. So, I mean, there's a whole book information on, on that. Yeah, there's a whole book on the blacks in Germany. Um, I, I have to I have to Google it, but there's a whole 
You know, I mean, what what was he saying about um, uh, Jesse Owens when he was over there beating their ass? He was saying they were calling him a monkey and they were calling him a primate. They're doing the same thing that they were doing that the the Rockefeller yeah uh, uh, is doing um, with um, with West African genetics, saying that the ghost DNA is is um is 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 somehow subhuman dna and and this 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 is what puts a, a, a pawn in my mind we are three two fists uh two fists human because the rest of us is cosmic and astral and galactic that's a, that's an actual fact we are not 100 humans as melanated people because there's there's aspects of the mitochondrial dna which is passed from mother to daughter from from through 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 black women to their daughters, that has aspects of non-terrestrial genetics. That means that if we look at that story in the Bible, that the, that that the the angels came down from heaven and like mated with women. No, I think it's actually the opposite. It was female angels. The the black woman is is has aspects of non-terrestrial DNA that has been somehow turned off and somehow the Anunnaki somehow used the, the, the backside of the moon as, as a, a base to manipulate and to put genetics and to rock us to sleep and to keep us from waking up that genetics. And they call it ghost DNA because it's a DNA that they cannot trace to any other group of people on the planet. Yeah, I've heard that before and I agree with that. But so would you say like that statement was like falsely attributed to him or he really knew and just didn't care? You know what I mean? And just what would it You mean Hitler? I mean Hitler yeah, did not yeah. Hitler Hitler wanted everyone to be blonde hair and blue eyed. I don't I, last time I checked, that's not really a trait of melanated people. You know what I'm saying? Like he was obsessed with that. That was his thing. I mean, at one point they were getting rid of any little baby you know, in, in Germany, you know, they had these breeding camps where they only picked um, German soldiers that were six feet tall, blonde hair, blue eyed, and they could trace the fact that they did not have Jewish genetics. And again, read the Mein Kampf. He basically says it in so many words. The, the, the Jews represent the niggers of Europe and they had to be eradicated. Now that to me don't sound like he was trying to rock with black people. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he was trying to rock with the Mormons who are actually behind all the genetic research. Like if you Google Mormons and genetics and DNA, they own pretty much all of these 23andMe and all these different companies. And they are obsessed with the, the, the European gene. And they are obsessed with blonde hair and blue eyes. And they are obsessed with, with basically tracking the genealogy of every human being on the planet. Like the Mormons are big on that. But one thing I said, what the brother is talking about is there's a thing saying that Hitler said that black people were the original Jews. And when America found out, they would be very upset that they treated us like that. That was one of the things he said. Please show me, please show me that because I have so much proof that he was super anti that. anything. I we know that as well. You know what I mean. So that's just something that has been going around here lately. Um, he also said it would cause World War Three. That's what he, that's what it said. 
Cat, will you find it and post it in the Discord? Uh, yeah, I'll find it. Thank you, Cat. Uh, or Sunday, too. Um, the other thing in the Anunnaki story, what I heard is that when they made Adam, the second Adam, you know, they decided that they needed to make Eve. And when they made Eve, they used a, 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 a DNA from a visitor, an unknown visitor. And that was the DNA that separated them so they wouldn't be incest. And that's why when you have like the Chiseki people or whatever, they specify that they're Adamites. They are from Adam, not Eve, from the gene line of Adam only, you know what I'm saying? And there's like a million plus of them still running around the earth right now. Um who who say that that's they're from that specific bloodline of Adam, not Eve. They come from no Eve trait at all. Um so I did hear about that and I didn't hear about the base on the backside of the moon, but I definitely heard that they dumbed down the DNA on like the third or fourth try because the first set that they had made when they came down there and settled in South America, I mean, South Africa, that was where they had their first plant. And then they had put the first set of atoms they had put deep down into the caves they had made down in the, what they called the underworld. And essentially they were, as they were living up top, I guess they was mating with the women, the black women who were already here. And, that's kind of where we've been at in the room just to pause right there is that what we've been noticing is almost like you were saying 800,000 years ago there was people here that it's even documented in the bible when you start paying attention to the words the wording and how it says things you know like humans were made or people were made what like on the fifth day but then they may add them years and years later, you know what I mean? So there is already people here. They just those are the aquatic people. talk about them. You said yeah, those are the aquatic people. people. The fifth day is when the fish was created. You know, the fifth day is Thursday. You know, I, I call myself a fifth day fish because I'm a Pisces born on a Thursday. My daughter is also a Pisces born on a Thursday. But like the fifth day fish. So this whole idea of the waters above and the waters below. I feel like there were there was here's the thing this this really pushed upon in my mind this whole idea of the transatlantic slave trade is just a big smoke screen to try to get black folks away from getting into the ocean and getting into our lemurian mermaid genetics you know what I'm saying the thing that I would recommend every person on this live to do is boss up and get you dive certified you know what i'm saying go down to mexico to tulum you can do a two-day course and you can learn to scuba dive in a cenote with an expert diver it's, it's scary as hell because you know you got like eels and king crabs and all kind of stuff and you're going through like 15 20 feet deep caves but then once you get out to the other side you're in a whole nother clear pool and you just got to trust and not let your heart break get too intense and just breathe and just be confident and follow the master diver like the best thing that we can do is get underwater the best thing that we can do is get deep into our dreams and how to remember our dreams and start writing down our dreams so that our ancestors can give us the downloads 
because I feel like we have the ability to access that DNA that has been turned off. It's time to turn it on. We are getting it turned on. You know what I'm saying? This app, I feel, is a part of that. Like, they never suspected this kind of app would, like, be created and it would be heavily infused with melanated people activating each other and having conversations like this and connecting to each other and then having dreams after the fact and having rooms talking about stuff like this. You know what I'm saying? They'd rather us be talking about Nas X's fucking video or some other bullshit instead of like really turning on our genetics because that's what's going to activate this transformation into the next level. I agree, man. I agree. So, uh, do you think there was something here before Lemuria and Mu, or you think Lemuria and Mu was the first landmass? That's where it started. And do you think that um, Atlantis was the tie-in landmass between North America, South America, Asia? I mean, yeah, it would have been Asia then and Africa. I feel just because of the simple fact that the word Lemuria has the term Mu and more in it, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it has to be something valid to that, um, to that equation. There's a book that I'm listening to right now. I've been going to sleep to this book, y'all. I've been having amazing dreams. It's on Audible. Strongly recommend y'all take a look at this book. It's called The Wonderful Ethiopians of the Ancient Kushite Empire. And it's by Drusilla Dungy Houston. And it goes deep into how the words Morea, Moor, um, and, and is a connection to the ancient Nubian Kushite Ethiopian people. Okay, the very first country that's referenced in the Bible is Cush. It says where where the Tigris and the Euphrates River were, where where um, the land of Cush, where there is gold. Y'all get this book. Y'all get this audio book. I'm serious. The brother who reads it, in my opinion, has a pleasant enough voice for me to I I can set my audible to like a half hour, 15 minutes, 45 minutes, and it'll cut off, right? This book, y'all get this book, because this book goes into the Black Celts. It goes into the history of the Ethiopians being the actual teachers of the people of Kemet. And it, it actually has reference to the Phoenicians being also called the Ethiopians and the original um, Greeks, and Celts actually saying that their uncles and their aunties, they said this in writing, were the Ethiopians and the Kush, the people of Kush. Like it, this book is, is, is amazing, man. It's called, again, Wonderful Ethiopians of the Ancient Kushite Empire. And it's only on Audible. And it's by Drusilla Dungy Houston. Phenomenal book. OTG, wasn't you telling me something about the Ethiopians this morning? Oh, I was saying how when they talk about Yaku, that that is the area where the underground people came from. 
allegedly, and you can tell by their heads, the bigger head people, and that um, essentially that's where also they say that's where the start of Christianity is, the original place. They say that's where the um, garden or the uh, Ark of the Covenant is, but not at that church that they all broadcast all big. But at this other place where this guy is like, uh, a, uh, I watched the shit on Vice about it. This guy is like standing outside. He's a, he considers himself like the watcher of it, um, and it's like passed down that person and person in history. Um, they also have like these churches that were built down into the ground and they don't really know how they did it. It's like one of the eight wonders or 20 wonders of the world or some shit. And so Ethiopia has a lot of, a lot of history, but the heads, you know what I mean? That's what he's talking about. They also go on a 13 month calendar. I saw the other thing that's pretty known about Ethiopia, you know, so. Um, that's pretty interesting what he just said. I want to ask you, what do you think about Kush being in South America? Because there is a Kush in South America. How do you feel about that? Yes, there's a <laughs> there's a brother, man. I I want to start up. A YouTube University, y'all. I, I'm so I love YouTube so much. I love it. There is a brother. What is his name? Horace Butler. Huh? Horace Butler. No, I'm, no. He's he's a he's a, a I'm a uh, he's a, a Mayan brother. I'm trying to find his video. He has a video on the Omex. He has a video on Christopher Columbus and his Negro friends showing proof that Christopher Columbus was actually a Jewish converso more and brought a bunch of Moorish people over here in addition to Christians to do a bunch of fucked up shit, dirty Moors. But here, so he has a one called Thoth the Trickster. Okay, here he is. Kurimio Ahau. Let me see his, his, he goes into everything that you just talked about for seeing historical picture depictions of melanated copper skin, indigenous people. Um, he goes into the original Israel of King David being in Peru. He goes into, um, so his, his, uh, his website or his, uh, his, uh, channel is K-U-R-I-M-E-O space A-H-A-U. Check out what this brother has because he gives undeniable proof of what you just said. That basically, um, you know, Central and South America, you have to go to his, is it his videos? Yeah, his videos. Are you on Discord right now? I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm cooking. I'm about to post it. Yeah, so look, take a look at what this brother got. He got the history of the Black Dutch. He got, um, he has uh, the swarthy Europeans and the original inhabitants of Europe being the Moors, real American Indian photos that were lightened, the Sephardic Moriscos, the real 
African-American Indian photos. And then if you go farther down enough, he has a whole part. He has one called Genealogy is the Key, White Servitude, the History of White Slavery. Um, he shows the, the real Abraham Lincoln as a black man, the black Jacobites. Um, where's the other one where he goes deep? He got one on Marcus Garvey and his white friends. Um Where's the one that he has about South America? I'm trying to look for it. Man, he's got so many videos, y'all. Like, I I almost feel, OTG, if we, like, pick a video and just go into it, man, and we watch it and then we come together and talk about it, like, man, we could just open up so many portals on this platform man and we get we just start all incepting our dreams you know to activate this uh these this ghost dna all this dna that got turned off this is the time to turn it on this is the time for real to turn it on it's time here it is moses in america the city of david in peru you got to go down like really far on his videos um, the original Hebrew copper skin people of America. Y'all see it? If you go I to posted, I got the I posted Sonny, you see the, the channel and I posted it inside the um Discord. Yeah, if you go down to the bottom of his video playlist to like three, four years ago, that's when he goes really, really, really deep into um into the history of what you just said which is kemet and africa and israel actually being in south america city here it is city of david in peru and so you got a brother who wrote a book called when rocks cry out named horace butler and he went down there and he said he found um, the, the tomb of King David and that this King Solomon's temple was, temple was there. Uh, he also said that that was the first Egypt and this was India and that um, essentially yeah, it just started there and that Machu Picchu was the Garden of Eden. And that the cocaine that explains why there was cocaine in um and the mummies and and the Pharaoh's blood or whatever in their tombs. And then that would also explain them coming up through South or Central America and to North America that would explain the pyramids all up through there. That would also explain why there was corn and one of the great pyramids. And they found mummies in the Grand Canyon and artifacts, all kind of artifacts. Well, he said he tried to see he tried to see the Grand Canyon evidence and it was mysteriously gone. Here's the thing, man. It, it's 
the question is, how do we activate our cosmic uh, Merkaba body and go into these places and astral travel in our dreams? Because taking in this information is one thing, but like, because like myself, and I've been working with my brother Mugen and a few other people. He's in Hawaii right now. And I was in Hawaii in February and I left certain crystals and certain things and certain beaches and certain places that he's now going to visit. And this is what I'm talking about, man, creating these Jedi societies where we all A alike, B alike, C alike, not just taking in the information, but saying, okay, this is a game plan. This is a trajectory. Let's go into this place. Let's go into that place, into our dreams. And let's all come together and see what we find. Because for me, I've been going into the Vatican, man, on a regular basis. I've been going down into the vaults with some of the people that I work with personally to get information that's been hidden down there in the vault. So I've been going into the Kabbalistic and the um, the angelic um, part of the library that's been hidden, and I've been pulling information out of there. And it's been really interesting because seriously, OTG, I will like intuit some things from my dreams and then I'll start working with those particular sigils. And the next thing I know, I'll come across a book after the fact that confirms what I'm talking about. And I'm like, all right, God, that's what's up. You just confirming what I just intuited in my dream. Because once we start getting this information in our dream and we start downloading this in our meditations, it's going to be on like Donkey Kong. I'm telling you, you know, I tell people, you Christian, well, guess what the first thing Christ did? Christ spent 40 days and 40 nights in silence. Christ had a power place in the Garden of Gethsemane as well as the people. Wait, wait, are you saying, are you saying, just for, for clarity, are you saying that you're really going to the Vatican and going in there? Are you saying like, as in just like a, 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 an analogy of just like digging through stuff and finding, trying to find what you can find that's not easy to find type. I'm talking about remote viewing. I'm talking about going, having an intention and setting an intention and having a specific ritual that I do before I go to sleep that's connected to a few other people that I work with and going into a specific part of the Vatican's vaults, because they have a whole part on Kabbalah. They have a whole part on uh, copper scrolls from indigenous people. They have a whole section on uh, African statues. Like it, I think it's like eight, eight or 10 miles of, of, of vaults underneath the Vatican from stuff that they've stolen and kept for the past 2000 years, you know, Call it my imagination, call it what you want, but I am someone that's here to use my sleep, not just to rejuvenate my body, but to actually do spiritual work. That's what it's about. That's what part of being a Jedi is about. You know what I'm saying? The Jedi means the strong spine. It means the pillar. So I'm talking about actually using our imagination, using our intention to actually go into different places and allow that information to open up so that we can come back for something to edify ourselves, to edify our community and edify our people. That's what I'm talking about. So essentially you're saying like astral planning, right? So I'm there. Okay. Yes. Astral projecting. Okay. Um, 
do you feel like do you feel like there is um do you feel like if we had all of the information, if they just opened up the, the, the doors to the Vatican and we could get all of the information and read it, that it would make a difference? Or do you feel like it would just cause mass chaos and kind of still leave us in the same place? So when you say us, are you talking about everybody on this platform that's talking about this? Are you talking about every melanated person on the planet? Are you talking about every indigenous person on the planet? I'm or saying, is it case I'm by saying, case? I'm saying, I'm saying what, how do you think, if you think of it in that layer, that's super dope. I'm just saying, what if we woke up tomorrow and, and they said that the Vatican decided that they just wanted to open the doors and they wanted to have an open door policy? What do you think happens? Then that's when the video process? that's when the video game called being a human being is over. Like why would why would the other side just simply fold? You know what I'm saying? Like this is this reality is an obstacle course. It is set up and designed for you to master your nervous system because what we are destined to inherit, we cannot be emotionally fragile and extra sensitive and petty if our destiny is to become a sun in our own solar system. And this is a university. So you can't expect third grade souls to know the trigonometry and the science that university souls are rocking with. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that information can be turned on through taking in knowledge and information, assimilating it for the benefit of yourself, knowledge of self, and for others. You know what I'm saying? If you're doing it for selfish purposes and you're doing it to manipulate other people and you're using it for black magic, well, guess what? That's the same shit that the powers that be are doing. So, do you feel like right now that the... What do you feel like the end goal is and for for this whole agenda then to keep us asleep. But if we're at a place where we're waking up, what do you foresee? And have you ever heard of this book called Black Root Science? Have you ever heard of that? I haven't heard of that book, Black Root Science, but what what I say would sum up how I feel or what I how I view things. If y'all watch, I think it was the second X-Men, right? The second X-Men starts with Cyclops and Colossus and uh, I think uh, Gambit. They're all getting their ass kicked by this big, huge, like 50-foot giant robot. They're getting like tossed around and like they can't seem to like get a handle on this 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 enemy. Finally, um, um, what's uh, Wolf? Wolverine, that's my dude. Wolverine is amazing. Wolverine can heal himself. He really doesn't want to be a hero, but he's got to step up to save the babies. And that's what I love. You know, he also had his mind fucked with by the government and by by culture and society and his reality. And he had to, he had to unfuck himself from that. And I feel like that is is the archetype that best exonifies 
um, who we as melanated people are. We have this ability to regenerate ourselves, to heal ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We want to just live a peaceful, quiet little life with our family, with our babies, you know, with our woman, with our king, whoever, with our family. But society is calling us to step up. Okay, so in the second X-Men, Wolverine steps in. He jumps on the neck of this robot, slashes its neck, goes in and pulls the plug. And then he tells, I think he tells Storm, he's like, turn it off, turn it off. They're not ready. And then all of a sudden everything vanishes and you realize that it's a simulator, right? And he's basically, he tells all the young X-Men, you know, we got to go back to class because y'all don't know how to, you know, work together. Well, that's what this reality is. It's a simulation. You know what I'm saying? And this simulation is designed for the best in you to come out and to shine and to thrive. And if everything was to be revealed instantly and we were all singing Kumbaya on the ocean, you know, or on the beach, and there was no Vatican, there was no Illuminati, there was no white fragility. I don't call it white superiority because the only way you can have White superiority is if you have black inferiority. You have to have a yin to a yang. So it's white fragility. That's what it is. Okay? The only way this stuff exists is because there's lessons that we have to learn and hurdles that we have to overcome. To, to get all the hurdles out of the way, well, if you're, if you're in track and field and you got to jump hurdles and all the hurdles fall, you have nothing to jump over. And so, therefore, you have no gold medal to win. So I, I, I value every single challenge and adversity that comes my way because ultimately I'm responsible for myself and, and the, the knowledge of self for myself. And then what I do for that will either be something that's selfish or will be something that's a benefit to, to people be beyond me, you know, and I feel like that's what it's about creating something that's bigger than yourself, whether that's raising conscious children, whether that's creating a community or community uh, or creating a legacy that will last longer than you, your last breath. I feel like that's what it's about. So what do you feel about aliens? Do you feel like aliens really exist? And what do you think about this Valley and Thor story? Because when we was talking about... Um, I feel like the real aliens are us, man, from the future. You know what I'm saying? And the, the ones who fuck with us are negative aspects of ourselves from the past. You know, everything is Father, Son, Holy Ghost, proton, neutron, electron, the Trinity. Every single thing from the smallest particle. It's a positive, a negative, and a neutral. You know what I mean? And that neutral is your intention. And so any alien that I encounter, any being that I experience is just an aspect of me that's here to minister to me. You know, when Christ was in the Garden of Gethsemane and it says the angels came to minister to him, those angels were an aspect of his heavenly Christ nature, right? Because if he's connected to all things and to the Most High, well, then why are angels, you know, ministering to him why would he need angels to minister to him because our our psyche is built in such a way that when we dream it would be ridiculous if every single person inside of our dream was us you know what i'm saying and and not to go deep into that that montero shit but like if you look at that video 
every single person in that video looks exactly like him. It's just different aspects of himself. That's like some psychotic shit, right? So we are here to experience aspects of ourselves in, in other variances and with other um, space suits, so to speak, or flesh suits or bodies and other material realities. And so for me personally, there is nothing outside of myself that is not me if it comes to me. If it comes to me and it's of a lower nature, then I banish it because there are aspects of myself right now. If I was to go into my my bowels and my digestive system and I was to look on a microscopic level, there are entities and parasites in every person's body that are there to break down food, that are that are there to transmute toxins. And you know what? When those get out of hand and they start to overtake the body, that's called cancer, Right. But we are here to maintain that flora and that fauna inside of our gut and to feed the good bacteria. Well, I'm here to manifest and to bring forth the good aliens and the good beings and the good ancestors to come and minister to me. And anything that comes to me, if I look at it and I view it as an aspect of myself, then it can't help but help me. And it can't help but benefit me because it's a figment of my imagination you know what I'm saying? You and I could be at, at, at a place and I see an alien or I see an angel and an entity and you don't see it. Well, what's the difference? It's because I'm filtering my imagination and my intention to actually see something and experience it. You know, that's why ayahuasca is so powerful, because when you do ayahuasca, if you do it in the white right group with the right shaman, that shaman will actually see what you see and interact with you and the entity that you see so that you get the best result from the experience. So my question is then, is it still real? Because just because you see it and maybe someone else sees it, but if nobody else sees it, how does that define into reality? When if we're all sitting in a room and you say you see something and nobody else sees it, is that real or is that your imagination? You said it's your imagination. But is your, like, are you ahead of people? Is that really something that's there and they're just not on the same time that you're on or elevated in the way that you are? How does that work? And also, are you saying you don't believe in, like, the little gray aliens and spaceships? What are the spaceships and the UFOs? You don't think those are real? So I've seen orbs. And I've been with people who actually saw the orbs as well. Um, I've experienced entities and I've experienced. um, So when I was 13 years old, I spent three days at Toyon Bay. Okay. Toyon Bay is on the south side of Catalina Island. I went to a marine magnet um, in Palos Verdes called South Shores Elementary. And we spent Where's three days. Uh, uh, that's twenty six. That's twenty six miles off the coast of California. Okay, and while I was there, I remember having very strange dreams. The first two nights I was there, I actually had an encounter with a buffalo. Me and my friends were running ahead of the group, and I, I came around a corner and was throwing rocks. And I turned around and looked, and there was this like four foot big head just big dusky head with like 
eyes the size of softballs just looking at me. And it was a buffalo because they have buffalo on Catalina Island. And I remember that night that 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 buffalo came in the form of an entity that was sitting at the edge of the bed. And initially I sat up and I looked at it and I looked around the room and everybody else was sleeping because we were in these barracks. And it looked at me with this like love and like, just like, hey, it's okay. I see you and you see me and it's okay. And I went back to sleep. And the next day we were snorkeling in the, the, the uh, kelp forest, right? And so I snorkeled a little bit too far away from the group. And next thing I know, the waves were pushing me up against the kelp and I got caught up in that kelp. And all I remember was everything turning dark green and I felt like I had just swallowed a match. It was a burning inside of my throat. And as I whirled around, I felt this like these like slimy arms just like smacking me and like wrapping me up, which was the kelp, right? And I was freaking out. The next thing I know, everything went dark. And then slowly I started to hear the sounds of people around me. And I sat up and I was vomiting pieces of kelp, okay, pieces of kelp and sand. And I was on the shore, which was probably about 50, 60 feet away from where I was at. And I was throwing up this kelp. And the kids that I was, uh, that were in my class, one particular kid, Song Han, was this Korean kid. He was like, Ma, it looked like you were pulled out of the water and something dragged you across the top of the water and threw you onto the shore. And from that time on, I have had regular dreams of aquatic entities interacting with me. I wake up sometime and I'll be underwater and I will actually see mermaids that are like looking in on me and checking in on me and smiling and then swimming away. I had it happen when I was in, in Hawaii this past time in a dream. And when I went scuba diving, I actually saw shadows moving in the corners when I was inside the cave. Right? So those entities that I've seen are very unique to my own personal lens and perspective. I have been with people who saw the same thing but for the most part the people who i've explained that to was like yo you tripping ma i didn't see that or wow you have a really active imagination so the question is what is real what is real to me is that i saw and i felt and i experienced those entities you know what i'm saying just like when i did my first ayahuasca experience back in 2001 after september 11th i saw my grandfather as plain as could be, just sitting in front of me and had a conversation with me. And he had been dead over nine years. Now, from the lens and the filter of my Jehovah's Witness upbringing, that was a demonic experience, right? In the, in the Bible, it says that when, when Saul went to um, the uh, fortune teller and he called forth Elijah, he saw, you know, the, the, he was... He was contacting a spirit medium and a witch, and that was demonic. But here's the cold part. What about when Christ was in the Garden of Gethsemane and Elijah and Moses came to him and Peter said that he, Peter actually saw it 
to the extent where he got up and he made them food. Was that a demonic experience that Christ was having? These two people had been dead. Moses and Elijah were dead. So why did they come and manifest and have a conversation with Christ? And here's the question. What was it about Peter that had him jump out the boat and walk on water until he looked left and right? What was it about Peter that had him interact with Elijah and Moses to the point where he made them food? Was it that maybe the other disciples didn't see it? Or maybe John and, and, uh, and, and, and Matthew saw it, but they, they were just so amazed by it that they just stood there stunned. Whereas Peter, it was so real to him that he got involved with it. Obviously, there was something in Peter's genetics, something in his imagination, and something in his makeup that caused him to be able to see exactly what Christ saw. There was something inside of him that was so, so bold and outlandish that instead of just looking at Christ walk on water, he was like, yo, let me do this shit too. So the question is, how do we gain the eyes and the imagination of Peter? Do we have that ability? Is it fear, insecurity, or, or like, like uh, Stevie Wonder said, when you believe in shit that you don't understand, superstition? Is it superstition holding us back from having these experiences as melanated people because we parked our soul and put tricycles on our soul called Christianity and Islam and all these different other orthodox uh, realities that basically constrict our imagination from actually seeing things esoterically and stepping up and activating our melanin rather than keeping it suppressed. Um, I would say that I think that people have to get to that space, though. You know what I mean? And sometimes those things are the entry level to that knowledge and get people to a place of peace where they could start to have the dreams and see things and have an understanding and kind of open the door to it. Sometimes the more that I've sat in these rooms, you know, we've done probably 600 hours of conspiracy theories i've heard them all from top to bottom and yeah from all, all every angle you know and what i realized is that religion itself is a way for people to it almost eases people into the spirituality and esoteric things and different understandings and start to seek a higher knowledge of self and, and, and things of that nature you know, I watched a lot of people come into the space who, in the beginning, they were 100% their faith. And if you talk about Flat Earth or if you talk about anything that went against their faith and their knowledge and what they read in their book and what they were taught, and they couldn't hear it. But after sitting and learning and reading and researching, it almost made their spirituality deeper and their belief in the unseen and something that, that, that and, and willing something and, and chanting and all of these different things, just called different names for whatever uh, 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 system you choose to be in is really kind of the entry level to get people's mind open to a higher learning, if that makes sense. How would you feel about that? I concur with that 100, 100%, you know, 
I would encourage people to really make it their preoccupation to be invested in knowledge itself, you know? Just Google Jesus and the mushroom. Go down that rabbit hole. See what connection Jesus had with mushrooms. Get the documentary, Fantastic Fungi. Watch that documentary about, you know, the connection that psilocybin and mushrooms has with the human body. You know, go to YouTube and type in mushrooms in ancient Egypt and look at all the different videos on that. I've actually posted several of them on my uh, Instagram in the past. Start to take in the information, then start to become inquisitive and open. And once you take in that information, if you're inspired to get yourself some some uh, psilocybin mushrooms and throw them inside of some honey and let them sit in there for a month and then make yourself some tea, which is one of the easiest ways to have an experience, have yourself some tea on a sacred day. You know, maybe like me, I'm born on a Thursday. That's the first day I took my breath. So every Wednesday night, I have certain ceremonies and rituals that I do to connect to the last night that I was inside of my mother. I also do ceremonies on Scorpio moon and or Pisces moon because I'm Pisces and I have a Scorpio moon or on a cancer moon because that's my rising. So start to formulate rituals and religious activities that are unique to you, to you personally and explore those and see what happens because the only thing that's going to get in the way of you, you expanding your consciousness is you. The only thing that's going to get in the way is your fear and your insecurity. And we are at a stage in the game where we have to suit up and boot up and not just speak about it, but be about it. You know, this is why I tell people, if you are into Jesus, if you are on team Jesus, then one of the first things he did was he spent 40 days and 40 nights by himself in the wilderness. Are we stepping up to take the time to be by ourselves, to be alone, to be a hermit, to find our special place, you know, in the woods, on the river, at the beach, where we call it a power spot, just like he had the Garden of Gethsemane, that power spot where we say, you know what? Every week at this time, I'm going to tap in. Or maybe we can't find a power spot. Well, guess what? What time were you born? For me, 2.25 p.m. 2.25 p.m., especially on a Thursday, but I try to do it every day. That's the time, even if I'm driving, I try to pull over the car and I try to do some breath holds and some meditations because that represents the hour I took my first breath. So it behooves every single one of us to proactively be immersed and absorbed in knowledge of self. What is unique to you and your blueprint? And how can you activate that DNA that's been turned off? I just want to say, bro, I don't think everybody could, could, could leave for 40 days and 40 nights and go into the wilderness. Well, you know what they have? They have something called a Vipassana. I've done three of them. They're 10-day meditations. You can go to dharma.org, D-H-A-R-M-A.org. And I've done mine at Yosemite. It's 10 days of pure silence. You can't look anybody in the eye. You can't speak to anybody. You can't bring any reading or writing material. 
and they wake you up at five in the morning and you spend 10 hours a day meditating, two hours at a time, and then you get a 15-minute break. Women are all in one barracks, men are all in the other, or I strongly suggest, which I did all three times, pitch a tent. People can take a 10-day vacation. Here's the thing. 60% of the people don't make it past day five because come day five, you are convinced that somebody is cheating on you, that your house is burning down, that September 11th is happening all over again, that somebody has died because your mind, your devil will play tricks on you. Your devil is your subconscious, okay? So who came to Christ when he meditated? was his subconscious, the devil, who offered him all the kingdoms of the world. You have to confront your devil, which is your subconscious, which is your shadow. Because once you confront that, it gets easier and easier and easier to back it down and to win more times than you lose. So I'm sure everyone here can take 10 days off and do that meditation. Or if you can't do that, Do a three-day meditation where you turn off your phone and you have very, very limited food. Like, you know, they give you vegetarian food, have some soup, some rice. And from Friday evening when you get off work till Sunday evening, sit with yourself. Listen to your breath. Take two-hour breaks and then sit back down. And no matter how uncomfortable it is, learn to sit with yourself. Let your imagination go wild. Let all your your demons come forth and your, your shadow self come forth and confront them and see how you become a new person when that Monday comes around. Because the bottom line is we can spend all kind of time looking at movies, all kind of time looking at books, but until we get on that bike and ride our soul and take the training wheels off, it's just mental masturbation. We have, to, we have to jump on it and be about it and get into it. Otherwise, it's just mental masturbation. I, um, I think that's one of the truest things I've heard tonight, honestly, is just about sitting with yourself and getting to be with yourself and, and, and knowing yourself. Um, a lot of people have a problem with that. You know, just sit in a silence period. I think that's how a lot of people should start, you know. Sit in silence period. Don't even read. Just sit, think. You don't have to sleep. You don't have to do things. Just sit. And listen, listen to the house, listen to the outside. You'd be shocked how many things you hear and get in tune with the home. You know, that's what, I mean? Je- that's what Jesus did. He did it for 40 days and 40 nights. You know, we owe it to ourselves to at least give ourselves a 72 hours or a weekend. Yeah, that was one of the craziest things. So for me, I came across that in my 20s. Um, like most guys, I, I no, not like most guys, but I, I, I just was a living above our doing things that was drawing attention to myself uh, and the city that I lived in. The police was just kind of on to me, and 
only way they was really trying to get me is to pull me over a lot. So I ended up getting pulled over one year, like 70 times in a year. And I ended up getting like two and a half years worth of weekends out of that. So I was going to school. I was working. I was doing this like school to work program too. So that in order to be in maintenance, you had to do continuing education by the Department of Labor. So you just always had to take these classes, so many classes a semester. And so like I was going to school and then I was working full time as a, a, a an apprentice and mechanical maintenance. And then I was doing weekends. And I also was running overtime grind, but I was young then, you know, and it was Midwest Music Group more. But I had a record label. I had, I had probably three artists, four artists, and myself. Um, and I had to do these weekends. And I was sitting there, and where it was, it said in um, North Vernon, Indiana. So... You know, we would sit there in this this Jennings County Jail. I was sitting there, and like it's mostly like white boys and, and KKK people and meth heads, and not that many black people, Mexicans and shit like that. And so a lot of time it's just quiet, you know. So the first couple weekends I would go in there, I would take some fucking. Uh, uh, I would take a couple things with me. I would have cigarettes. I would tape it to the bottom of my foot because they knew I was coming. I would wear slides and like basketball shorts and they talk to them. They never check the bottom of my feet. You know what I mean? So I go in there. I have cigarettes, weed, pills, whatever. And like the first the whole day, I'd be f- fucking knocked out. You know what I mean? Like sleep for like 20 hours straight. Crazy dreams. You know what I mean? Just try and pass the time away. This was like the first eight or nine weekends or something. That was the plan. Just go in there, be knocked out the first day, wake up, play cards and shit, and smoke the second day away and get out. Well, after about probably the first two or three, getting that much sleep, your body adapts. So it was like I would just be awake now. I'd be awake all night when they're bringing in these drunk motherfuckers and people who just killed their fucking kids and people who got accidents and all kinds of weird shit. They come in a drunk tank week after week. And, and, you know, I'm just kind of giving a testament to what you're saying. It's like, you know, then after a while, you will start feeling like you have to talk to people. So I'd be talking, 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 talking. And it was like this anticipation that made it worse because when I sat for a long time, at least I knew what the time was going to be. When you did these little 48 hours for very long stretches of time and you're doing it seven days a week. So your mind starts playing tricks on you. You start sitting in there and you got this alone time that it's really about 70 hours, 72. They say you're doing 48, but it's a little bit longer than that. Um, By the end of it, probably I would say the second year, 
of my weekends. Like the silence was golden. I could sit there probably the whole two days and be awake and never say anything to anybody. You know what I mean? And I need to be high, not be smoking, none of that shit. And it's really something that you have to just train yourself to do. And ever since then, I live most of my life like that. Like, how it sounds right now, if I'm quiet, that's how it sounds all day. Unless I'm making beats or I'm watching a documentary or it's my kids or it's something of that nature. Like, there's no TV in here, you know. That's just the way it's, it's been since then. I think that the biggest thing you could do is, is sit with yourself and you need to learn how to do it before you're forced to. You know what I mean? Because that's the that's that's when 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 it might be it's never too late, but you shouldn't have to be forced to sit with yourself. So I think you're a hundred percent right. You know what I mean? It was one of the one of those transitions in my life when I was probably like twenty five or twenty six, I believe. The transition out of being high and on pills and needing other people's approval and all that other shit that you go through, you know, that time sitting with myself that I was forced to sit down every single week. I start to reflect about the week and I couldn't run from it. And I decided just to face it and think about it and use those days as a, a way to, to tighten up for the next week. That, that, that changed the whole game. You know what I mean? Because it was literally when I was done with that at 28 years old where I first started being called Overtime Grind or OTG in 2008. And I was like, the first, I think, in January, the first week of January of 2008, I was done. You know what I mean? And after that, that same mentality has been used all the way to to where we at now. So, and where we're about to go, because I spend way more time quiet now than I do talking, even on the app, You know, if you add up how much time I talk outside of the app, which isn't a lot, like silent most of the day. I think it's good for people. I think it's good to listen more. I think this app helps helps people with that. I think it helps people understand different perspectives. But I wanted to ask you... Um, oh, TG, before you ask me, man, I just want to sit with what you said because you just shared a slice of your reality and basically <laughs> your self-initiation, man. So... I just want to pause so we can all take that in, man, because you you really just exemplified and gave an example of exactly what I'm talking about. So just want to, like, acknowledge that and say, tell you thank you so much for telling your story, man, because it, it, gives, um, it gives weight to who I intuit that you are and just the, the cadence in your voice and, like, how you carry yourself and just the fact that you would even open up a room like this and draw people into the room like you are, you know what I'm saying? Like we could all be doing a bunch of other stuff right now, but we're all here. And you know, your story you just gave is a testament to who you are, man. You know, you're you're a Jedi, man. You you know, you you put yourself through a self-initiatory process so that you could come out the other side with a deeper knowledge of self 
and be a source of, of, of a pillar, you know, for your community. So kudos to you, man. I give you your flowers now. That's what's I, up. I did want to answer that if I could, just a little. Some. Um, so I just wanted to say that, um, you know, at a very young age, I was like forced to sit down with myself too. Um, and it, it made me very disciplined. Um, and I guess it, it really just like, um, like that's, I think that's probably the reason why I never fit in, but it, it really, really, really taught me a lot about myself. And it, it it's, I mean, it's different. It's real different now. So uh, I can attest to that, what you were saying, OTG. I feel it. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Um, I, feel I just like want to say, I think it's interesting that your picture is you between two pillars. And like I told you, Jed, Jed means the pillars, the strong spine. So that's the synchronicity right there. I appreciate that, man. And, and I think it's funny. So it's like, it's not funny, but I'll say that's been my life. Like, that's been my life coming up against, like, these moments of having to sit with myself. Like, I played basketball. I was very good at a very young age, probably. You know, I was good enough to believe that it, I didn't have to do anything else because I pretty much thought, you know, my my best friend, he's, he's, he went and played in Italy. Another friend of mine played. Uh, um, yeah, we just kind of came up in that Midwest era of, Gus Macker tournaments and things of that nature, you know what I mean? So, um, but then when I was 16, I shattered my wrist, you know what I mean? And so when I shattered my wrist, I couldn't write. It was my right hand. I couldn't write. I couldn't do anything. It took two years to learn how to write again, to actually hold a pencil, to be honest. Two years to hold the pencil, and then about another seven months after that to learn how to use my fingers because I don't have a wrist to use my fingers to kind of learn how to do things over again. So, in that two year time frame, I went from being, you know, the funny guy everybody knew who was the first pick on the basketball team and all that, and plus the guy who had all the music to just kind of being sitting still, you know what I mean? And during the daytime, all my friends are at school. I'm, like, sitting at the mall when the old people are fucking walking and taking laps and shit, like, getting jobs, serving slices of pizza. I went to Atlanta. Like, I had all this free time just to do shit because I couldn't really write. So I got in the labor jobs very early, like, very early. You know what I mean? And by the time I had 18, 19, I was just on my own because that time of sitting by myself, it was like by then I start prize, the prize of sitting by myself, I started to love that. So I would just I'd come home. I'd be home probably like three weeks, four weeks, and then I'd get a ticket. Like, I lived in Rantoul, Illinois, so... <clears throat> and I had this job, like, a revolving door job at a movie theater where I managed it. So I was, like, 17. I got this job at a movie theater where I could do matinees, and I was a projectionist and an usher. So I would, like, let people in and sell tickets. 
than go start the movie back when it was reels. And we put the reel together. I get the movie on a Thursday afternoon. I put the movie together. It come in these canisters. You put like the six reels together. You have to watch it. So, you know, living on an Air Force base out there, weed grows just naturally. And they grew it for the hemp for the Air Force. So growing up, you know, just you kind of know where shit is at. So I always had a surplus of weed just always in my life. Uh, and we go out and invite the homies. We sit in there and we just smoke out. We have parties in there, you know what I mean? And watch movies and do all kinds of shit in this movie theater because the dude was a drunk and I had the keys. So from around there, across the street was a, a Greyhound place. And I would just, whenever I would get paid, I'd go across the street. I buy a ticket and I go someplace, like go someplace far. So like the first time I went to to Tampa, it was like three and a half days on a Greyhound. You know what I mean? You go through all these little small cities and shit. I got down there. Um, I thought like I was young, so it was the 90s. Like I was thinking like on some rap shit, I'd go with a couple fans and then I'd be like a drug kingpin and then I realized that they worked that way. So then I would take the bus back and come all the way back to the crib. I'd go get the job at the movie. I worked there for a while. I'd travel up, get some money. Then the second time I went to Mississippi, then I came back and then I went to Atlanta and then I went to South Carolina. And then I went to Detroit, and then I got in trouble. So then I really had to sit down, and I went to Job Corps. So that, even in your mind, like, when you think you're sitting with yourself, is like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could be distracted with music and all this other shit. Because when I think back about it now, like, I'm 40 now. So when you think about it, like, in reverse, coming forward, you start to realize some shit has similarities. So the first spot stop was Job Corps. Boom. Get there. Don't know anybody. So I'm sitting in there. And um, it's like guys from all over the Midwest, all over the East Coast. And what's funny is we talked about conspiracy theories there because the, one of the biggest things in the Midwest is about cops kidnapping people and, you know, kidnapping children and then all that shit and saying that the gangs did it. And so a lot of the guys was from Gary and all these other places, you know, they would tell me about it. So on the weekends, as you start to make friends with your roommates and you start hustling, you know, selling like, uh, uh, fucking little Debbie snacks that's 50 cents selling them for a dollar. You start knowing when people get paid, they tell you about your family, this, that, and the third. So for me, I came in by myself. I ain't come in with all the homies, and my town ain't big. It's not a lot of people from there. On the weekend, people would go home. But after a while, like after four or five months, everybody there owed me bread. So they would be like, man, just come to my crib and we would do this, that, and a third. So I would start not wanting to sit by myself, just take off and go to all these cities across the Midwest. Pull up, go there, come back. Should have sat my ass down and just sat with myself and I would have realized 
the music shit a long time ago. But I never had faced the demons like you was talking about. Like, I would get close to them, and then right when it was time, somebody would offer me some shit, and then I'd be like, yeah, let me go do that. And then the process would start over. Fast forward 45 years later, the weekends. You know, a couple times having to sit eight, nine months. Boom, fast forward to the weekends. Stop. Auto industry fails. Now I got all this time. Start making music, doing all these things. You know what I mean? Have the opportunity then to sit, really work. Try to do something else. Move back to Illinois. Start off this whole process again. Sitting. Making music. Not making music. But I'm not listening to myself. I'm doing what a lot of guys tend to do just running around with a lot of chicks because I don't like sitting around by myself. So every second of the day, if somebody at the house, it's a chick there, something going on, moving fast, you know, do some things, whatever, whatever, get caught up quickly, end up signing a deal, come to Philly. I'm here. Now I got to sit by myself for a while because even if I know people, I don't know people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a whole new thing. So, oh, oh, TG, let me ask you. I know you said last time that you're a Taurus, so that gives you a lot of stability <clears throat> and earth groundedness. Can I ask, what is your north node? I don't know. It's Taurus, Taurus. Everything is Taurus. I, I'd be curious to see what your north node is because your north node, do you have a, do you have a lot of uh, deja vus? Not really. You don't. How about your dreams? Are they very like, profound like you'll have dreams you dream regularly and like remember your dreams uh when they happen and then i don't so i live very forward if that makes sense so like if i wake up if i have a dream and i remember it i'll remember it all day maybe into the next day maybe like three or four days but if i had like four or five days in a row where i'm dreaming like that which I used to dream like that when I would drink beer, so I stopped. Because it would be like every single time, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's a tea that you could take. I could connect you with my, my sister. Cause I, I have a couple kitchen witches that work with me, and uh, one of the sisters, Michelle, she makes this uh, blend that has Blue Lotus, um, Damiana, Mugwort, Peppermint. I mean, it, it's it's all natural stuff, and it it doesn't give you hallucinogenics, but it does activate your dreams, and you're you're able to remember them. I don't know if I, I don't think I have a problem with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I think I'm pretty good. I think that's. I think honestly, to be completely honest, I think that my journey and how I am is to be kind of how I am because I'm super aware of some things, but I kind of let them happen in normal. I don't speed them up. I don't, I just know that they're there. And when I feel like when it's time, it'll be time. And I feel like that's part of how I've made it through life. And now that I'm older, sitting with myself kind of taught me that just to get up and trust what the day is. I have a plan. 
but most of the plan, like I have a plan that's in my head and a plan that's written down, but that plan is not a daily plan. I execute basically every day on faith. I know exactly where I'm supposed to go. I trust it. I know it. And that's because I feel like I'm aware of those things. And those things are like the magnet that kind of pull you in the right direction. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it, man. Set wise words. Yeah. So it's like that's where at first I didn't believe in the tourist shit and all that. Like I was just kind of like, you know, especially coming from where I come from, it's like my mom's super girly, so she was in that shit my whole life. And all the homies, they like, bro, that that don't matter, you know what I mean? That's that's what you use to get a girl outside, you know, that kind of talk. But then as I got older, what I start to realize is, hold on, like, I really do have some of those traits. And one of the traits is just being able to move at my own pace. And so understanding and knowing, like, I, I I have the dreams. When I have them, I remember them. When I write them, I write them. I have some that I remember forever, you know what I mean? Some from when I was kids, when I was a kid, and there's probably, like, 40 of them, you know? Um, but I don't try to make them come more. I don't try to do any of that, you know what I mean? I've had experiences. I don't try to tap into it. I feel like... If that's what's supposed to happen, that's what's supposed to happen. But what I do do is try to channel different things through music, you know what I mean? Pray regularly, you know, um, do things like that. Go outside, like right now. Even if you got to go outside and do certain things, ways I come in the house and go out of the house, are ways that I learned from like Native Americans growing up in the Midwest, you know what I mean? Um, walking in the morning, even these conversations, you know, all the stuff is things that kind of keep your brain activated in a way that's going to help you and other people and keep you centered. Yeah, that's, that's what's up, man. You know, it, it sounds like you you live a very Taoist life, you know. The Tao is all about the way, and you know the just finding the flow that works for you, that that moves you forward. Like you said, this this magnetism. It's like your future self is the magnet that's pulling you into each moment closer to yourself. And as you get into that moment, you know there's a new new future that's pulling you forward constantly you know it's kind of like you're being led by by spirit and you're self-possessed you know and you're connected to you know the holy spirit that runs through you and through the breath which is beautiful yeah so for i see it kind of like um i see it like i think one of the most interesting things i read the other day was about the moon the moon spirit and why the moon, the moonlight shows your shadow self. So, like, the sun shows your, your happy self, but the moon shows that side and your shadow self showing your whole self. Um, you, you said something about that. You could talk about that a little bit more. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, my moon is Scorpio. So it's like, you know, either I'm going to be into esoteric and occult hermetic stuff, you know, and be drawn to Brother Panic and Bobby Hemet, and I'm going to view the Bible esoterically, you know, or it's like I'm going to just be on some real wicked, you know, crazy self-destructive shit because that's that's the nature of, of Scorpio, right? So Scorpio has this uh this aspect that's a hawk you know hey rue or it also has the aspect that's the actual little kind of creature with the talons you know what i'm saying the, the scorpion so you have aquila which is the higher nature of scorpio and then you also have um the element that is scorpio so for somebody dealing with scorpio moon it's really important to keep yourself busy in um, you know, esoteric, occult study, spending time with self, uh, cultivating kundalini energy, and really transmuting and transforming the sexual energy um, into something bigger than just like lust and desire and stuff like that, you know. And, you know, each moon, like you said, is going to give you your darker, more hidden side, you know, um, Kabbalistically speaking as well. Um, all right, there you guys go. Um, go. Go get the movie on the projector ready, all right? Um, you know, Kabbalistically speaking, your north node is going to represent an aspect of um, your current self and what's called your tikkun. So in Kabbalah, instead of karma, you have something to, called tikkun, T-I-K-K-U-N. And this is your correction. Right. And so your south node is going to be an element of your past life or your previous existence. So, you know, my north node is Pisces. I also happen to be a Pisces sun. And my south node then would be Virgo because that's the polar opposite of Pisces. So there's this uh, constant kind of uh, juggling between just being going with the flow and being super connected to dreams and illusions and intuition and, um, you know, other realms. And then there's the Virgo, which is super obsessed with organization, with structure, with, um, you know, a place for everything, everything in its place. And, you know, the, the shoes go right here and this goes right here and my ring goes right here and this goes right here and this shirt goes right here and this, you know, and I, I got to fold my clothes as soon as I get them out of the dry. Like that's the opposite, right? Well, what's the, my balancing point in my nodal point would be Sagittarius because that's halfway between Pisces and Virgo. So that's where my freedom comes. When I have the perspective of a Sagittarius, it balances my Pisces North node and my Virgo South node. Meaning what is the Sagittarius? Sagittarius is adventurous. Sagittarius is inquisitive. They like to set goals, but they like to have the fun is in getting to the goal, not just the goal. So if they're not going to have fun on their way to the goal, they're not they're not on that Capricorn shit. Capricorn will sacrifice and do whatever they got to do to take their fish ass up the hill like a mountain goat. You know what I'm saying? But the Sagittarius energy has an adventurous spirit. Um, you know, they like to try new things. They're very fiery, you know. So, you know, more, more stunt. Stunt people are Sagittarius, you know, more people skydive or Sagittarius and scuba dive and stuff like that. 
And like, that's where my, my salvation comes from, so to speak, is, is, um, is manifesting that aspect of myself. Right. So you, you might say that like the moon of Christ, the dark element of Christ was Judas. They were both from the tribe of Judah. The only way that he could be betrayed was by the mirror image of himself, right? The doppelganger of himself, which is Judas. And so that aspect of the Judas inside of us, that if we don't keep it in check, it can betray us and it can set us up. That's your moon. And your North Node is the aspect of your future self calling you forward, whereas your South Node will be your past self, the insecurities and the fears and the challenges from a previous incarnation, or you might even say from seven years ago, because every seven years you get all new skin, bones, teeth, nails, everything, right? Your entire body reboots itself every seven years. So that aspect of who you were in the past is your South Node. Who you have the ability to really tap into is your North Node. And the vehicle that balances those two, like I said, is your nodal point, which will be the midway point between your north and your south node. I don't know anything about the nodes, bro. Go to alabe.com, A-L-A-B-E.com, and just type your stuff in and it'll give it to you. Hey, certainly. Uh-oh, Sonny might be a loner. I, th- I think we put people to sleep, man. I, I, I would <laughs> like to tell you, your voice, man, you would do really, really great. Yeah, I'm tuned in. <laughs> oh, okay, I thought, I'm, too, I'm tuned in, man. I'm listening to you. I'm sitting here playing Call of Duty right now, but I'm listening. So what do you think about... Um, He said what, bro? You on mute. Who on mute? I'm on mute? No. I'll teach you. Hold on, man. I went outside and so my allergies start acting up for a second. Um, So what would you think about, we were talking the other day about North Sentinel island being the entry to inner earth right i don't know man i think that would be some um i mean it's definitely uh it's really interesting man when you think about the that island has had limited contact with the rest of the world um so when you think about like how like people like in general have like went and discovered shit on earth and we just like you know white people, black people. We just discovering motherfuckers. Like, how the hell has nobody been able to you know penetrate that island or try to like they they take shit with force. They they infiltrate shit with force. So the fact that they ain't fuck with those people like that, like it just tell you. Excuse my excuse all the curse. I'm like y'all trying to watch the cursing and stuff. But the fact that they haven't um you know enforced their will upon those people says a lot. In India. 
they protecting them. You know, they won't let, uh, you know, they won't even let you get close to the island. You'll be arrested. You can't step foot on the island. You'll be arrested. So the people of the island is protecting something. India is protecting something. You know, it's, it's something special on that island. So, you know, it's, it's definitely due for some research or some type of cook-up or some type of discussion that we can have for sure. Yeah, I think it's, it was like 60,000 years. 60,000 years or something. It said, uh, the way that it looks over the top, you can't see in. Right. And, and I don't know. It's got to be something underground. That's what I was thinking the whole time. And that's right there where Lemuria, Lemuria and Mu was supposed to be. Okay. Okay. See, I don't even know it with that is Lamoria and I gotta I gotta look that up but uh hey, yeah, Jamal, man. you wanna tell them a little bit about Lamoria? Because that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope stuff if you got time, bro. Yeah, you know, Lamoria was the um the original homeland of the Moors, you know, Mu. This was um so before there was Atlantis, you know, Atlantis was um from my overstanding is in the Sahara. You can actually, you know, Google that. They, they show it on Google Maps, this big, huge um, um, circular ringlet um, um, indentation in in the middle of the Sahara. And that was Atlantis. And so Atlantis, you know, was the, the more uh, when we became a city and a city state and we as humanity was, we were obsessed with crystals, you know, that you, if you remember in the, in the, the Superman trilogy where, you know, Jarrell, his father, he holds the entire history of Krypton inside of a crystal. Right. And so what's inside of a, a, a watch, a quartz crystal. Right. And so crystals hold information, you know, they, they, they're like these, um, you know, um, uh, bio, um, bioelectric, static um, encyclopedias that hold, you know, tons of information. Well, before Atlantis and before the crystals, we were connected to earth and we were connected to stones and we were connected to gems. And we had an, a very powerful awareness of the part of our bodies that makes up 72%, which is our water bodies, right? We, we were these melanated water beings, you know, who there was a, there was a, 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 a ocean above and an ocean below, a heaven above, a heaven below. That's why dolphins and whales, you know, they jump out of the water because at one time, you know, during the fifth phase and the fourth phase of, uh, of, of, of humanity, you know, there were whales and dolphins that swam back and forth between the upper ocean and the lower ocean, right? And, you know, just a segue, a side note, listen to the song Black Congo by my man Vaughn Benjamin, where he rests in paradise from midnight. You know, he said, do you not see? Do you not know? Oh, maybe about four mine states ago. Oh, four mine states ago. You know what I'm saying? Four mind states ago, when when before our brains were successfully dumbed down and turned off and limiters were put on our brains. You know, right now it's like the human brain is like a Maserati that that goes as fast as a bumper car because there's a limiter 
that has been put on our brain. But, but five mind states ago in Lumeria, we had the ability to materialize things instantly. We had the ability to, to project ourselves and to move back and forth between dimensions. But then as matter started to coalesce and started to materialize, you know, just like you put, you know, water can go from gaseous into uh, liquid into ice, right? And so the ice represented, you know, the hardening, so to speak, of material reality, which is Atlantis. Well, before that, there was Lemuria and there was Mu, you know, and I personally feel like that's, our dreams are connected to that time and space. And um, psilocybin and altered states of reality and plant medicine is connected to that time and space because we lived in nature and we convened with nature. We, we had the knowledge of the animals. We could speak to animals. You know what I'm saying? We could converse with animals. Earlier today, I was sitting and doing a meditation and this hummingbird came up to my face. I like, I thought it was a, like a bee. It was so loud. And I opened my eye and this, this hummingbird was literally like a foot away from me and it was staring into my eyes and I was looking into its eye, you know, and that is a, a, a reminder of my Lumerian soul. You know what I'm saying? When you have a deja vu, when you're at the beach and you see a beautiful sunset, if you're a parent and you look in on your children's sleep and you have this just beautiful feeling that comes over you, that everything is okay and that you're a part of everything, I feel like that is is your Lumerian soul. And I feel like this reality that we live in does everything possible to 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 uh to distract you from your Lumerian soul so that you don't have the the chance to connect to it. You know, brother OTG, you talked about how you know the 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 facility that you were involved with when you were young forced you to spend hours and hours and hours by yourself. I have a very similar story, but it's it's things like that that tap you into your Lumerian soul. And so, you know, Lumeria and, and Morea and the Moors, this is all a connection to this melanin that has been put asleep, that has been rocked to sleep for the past several thousand years and is now awakening. Okay. So... I have a question, Master. When you say Lemurian soul, it's funny that we had, not funny, but we had did um, some research on Lemuria in one of the rooms. And they have this thing with 144,000, where 144,000 are supposed to be connecting back to, like, I guess, essentially like their God bodies. And that's supposed to be happening between now and the year 2050. Have you ever heard of that? So what I know to be my truth is connected to a book by Church Ward um, called God, Man, and the Word Made Flesh. You can get that PDF. This book is uh, over 100 years old. It's a Masonic book. For, For, you know, a long time it wasn't accessible to the public, but it talks about the 144,000, you know, 144,000 is 12 times 12, right? And that 
represents Wait a second. What is this tonight? Hold on, let me open mine. It's by Church Ward, and it's called God, Man, and the Word Made Flesh. And then there's another one called Origins of the Zodiac and the, the 12 salts. The um, the 12, um, I actually have the salts. They're the cell salts. Y'all can look up cell salts, C-E-L-L salts. And there's 12 different cell salts, and they're connected to the, the Zodiac. But more importantly, they're connected to the 12 months of the year. And the three months that you weren't inside your mother's stomach tends to be the three aspects that you need are deficient in, you know. And so by ingesting these cell salts, it, it, it activates and enhances the Lumerian soul. So the 144,000 is, you know, an allegory. Right, so you said that it's called God, man, the word. And the made word flesh. made flesh by church ward. There's different ones. So there's one that says George Carey and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie, 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 Carrie and Church Ward, man. You want to look up everything that those brothers put out. You know what I'm saying? Carrie, especially Carrie, was a doctor and uh, he has a whole uh, book on the, I think it's the origins of uh, Freemasonry and the origins of religion that go into the symbolism between, behind, like the pineal gland representing joseph and the pituitary gland representing mary and that christos essence which is for we as men when we have tantric orgasms where we allow the seminal fluid to, to be retained and to stay inside of us and to move up our spine right um, that goes up our spine in between the left and right hemisphere of the brain comes around the frontal lobe it hits the pituitary gland which then drops down into pineal gland, and that represents the Christ energy being activated inside of us, which is the knowledge of self. So those 12 cell salts, you know, that are manifest and activated along the spine and the spinal fluid are, are, are representations and aspects of that 12 times 12, which is 144,000. Okay, okay. And we got to remember that, that, that St. Paul said that that Israel being a part of Israel is no longer by flesh and blood, meaning it's not being quote Jewish or Hebrew. He said it's by spirit through the spirit of Christ. So when does the Christ spirit or when does, when does your spirit enter your body? It's when you take your first breath, when your umbilical cord is cut, because up until that point, it's your mother that's breathing for you. It's not you breathing for yourself. So it's not your spirit that's animating your body. It's your mother. But once that is cut and you take that first breath, that first breath coming from the most high, from the deepest, darkest, most, you know, furthest reaches of outer space, instantly that breath, that ruach, that Holy Spirit comes into your body and you breathe it in and you breathe it out. Right? right? That is the moment when you become a part of spiritual Isis, Ra, Elohim, Israel. And each of those signs represents a tribe. So for me, and this is just my perspective, nothing that I said tonight, I am expecting anybody else to believe or to take on. I'm simply giving me Jamal Christian Kinar's perspective. And from my perspective, me being a Pisces, connects me to Joseph 
and the story of Joseph. So of course it makes sense that my whole family would cut me off when I left the Jehovah's Witnesses at age 29. Of course, because that's what Joseph went through. And of course, now my family start to, starting to come back into my life, many of them who haven't talked to me in almost 20 years, and now asking me questions. And now, you know, two of my, my, my uh, cousins are relative, or, um, students of mine that I'm teaching Kabbalah, you know what I'm saying? And now I'm finally starting to get invited to my family reunions and stuff like that. You know, well, I have all this family that I've made in a new land, so to speak. You know, J- Joseph has to go to Egypt, right? To take over Egypt, right? And so my archetypal connection to the story of Joseph, who in you know, the biblical sense represented the tribe of Pisces, the sign of Pisces. You know what I mean? The disciple was Bartholomew, which is the um, the encourager. He was the encourager, right? So like me, I'm born on a Thursday. Thursday is Thanksgiving. So what does that mean? As a Thursday born soul, I heal my body. I heal my digestive system, which is ruled by Thursday, when I'm inspiring other people, when I'm moving people to appreciation and gratitude, when I speak words of appreciation and gratitude and encouragement. And so this is is me writing my own Bible by seeing myself in those stories and then embodying those archetypes and then manifesting those archetypes within myself. So, how do you feel about this whole reptilian thing that they that they talk about with the government? Do you feel like that's a true thing, or do you feel like that's my brain, man? That's my brain. I, I have to look at it for myself because I've never personally, like, you know, seen an actual reptilian entity. I mean, I've seen entities and shadow beings. You know, I've seen I've seen myself you know, walk across a room when I was on 16 grams of mushrooms, you know what I'm saying? But as far as seeing an actual reptilian, I would say that that's my reptilian brain. You know what I'm saying? That's an aspect or element of my amygdala. You know what I mean? That's unmanifest, that that deals with fight or flight or selfishness, you know? And it behooves me to to look inside of myself rather than outside of myself. Now, you know, if 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 I was to see the Queen of England or I was to see George Bush or Bill Clinton and I was to look inside of their eyes, perhaps I would see an alien, you know, reptilian like entity, you know, and based on the way these people move, based on the stories that, you know, I see in the media, um, you know, they move like reptiles, very cold blooded energies, you know what I'm saying? But for me personally, that's not why I'm I'm here. I'm not here to like, you know, interact and and deal with reptilians. You know, I'm here to deal with my Aldebaran people. I'm here to deal with my Pleiadian people and my people from Sirius and my Arcturian energy. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, I do feel that I'm three fifths human because two fifths of me is is star being and very divine. And you know, every day that that goes by, I'm closer to death in this body. So it behooves me every day to do something to activate 
and come online with that star being essence and that star being energy, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and rock that reptilian side of me to sleep. And if anything, if I'm a bee and manifest reptilian, then I'm gonna be a ninja turtle straight up. That's my son was my son's favorite shit growing up. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, my favorite reptile is the turtle because it can both, you know, go in the, you know, in the ocean in the water and on the land and it has a hard shell and it can retreat inside of itself for safety. Have you heard about Turtle Island? Yeah, we live on Turtle Island, man. That's that's this beautiful planet. You know what I'm saying? That's this beautiful planet, Turtle Island. You know, we are the original indigenous Moorish Amarukan copper skinned people of Turtle Island. Aho Matakoyasin, Shonabishti, Tumuktila. Why is it called Turtle Island? Because the ancestors had an awareness that there is a turtle that holds up this whole reality, you know? And this 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 element of the shell, you know what I'm saying? And 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 an animus or an uh, um, an entity or an egregor or a being possessing the shell, you know, just like a turtle is inside of a shell, where there there is an entity and there is an essence in Gaia, you know, an ancient Kemet. It was Geb, and here here's how I want to push this and see what you think. Why was it in ancient Egypt for hundreds of thousands of years? We called the earth Father Earth, which was Geb, and we called the sky Mother Sky. It was Nun and Nut. You know what I'm saying? And in ancient Kemet, you only see the female deities with wings. So in ancient Kemet, we saw the infiniteness, the infinity of space and of blackness, the melanated woman. Whereas the melanated green man was earth, right? And so this whole act of the, the cosmic union, you know, represented a more um, um, feminine aspect of copulation, where it was the man was laying down and it was the woman on top of the man. And the rain, rain raining down was her vaginal fluids raining down upon mankind, right? And what sprouted forth from man the ejaculation of Geb was all that you see here on planet Earth, which is finite. It all dies off. You know, trees die off. The animals die off. Everything is is finite here on Earth. But space is infinite, right? Like the black mother, like the black womb, you know what I'm saying? Like melanin. And so in ancient Kemet, like I said, for hundreds of thousands of years, it was Father Earth and Mother Sky. And the only other tradition I found that has that is the ancient Celtic people who have the green man and the story of the divine cosmic mother. You know, but once we left Egypt, once we left Africa and we went into Mesopotamia, then that's when you start seeing the male entities, the Anunnaki and the, you know, these different um, egregores and the, the falcon-headed beings and the lion-headed beings, they all are very masculine and they all have wings. And then suddenly the feminine is demonized. You know, Lilith, she steals children and she's a demon. And you start to get this whole story of demonic entities, right? Versus in ancient Kemet, the story you get, 
in the um, the papyrus of the celestial cow is that this 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 feminine essence that is like Kali, which is Sekhmet, which seeks to dest- destroy and devour humanity, is actually put to sleep and turned into and transmuted into Bast, which is the kitten. You know, and Jehuti Thoth Hermes tells humanity that as long as they are distracting themselves with dancing, with music, with creativity, with laughter, with storytelling, with childbearing, with uh, with with alcohol and revelry and and psilocybin, because that was what they use extensively in ancient Egypt. As long as we were distracting ourselves with that, we would not create the animosity and the jealousy and the backbiting and the infighting that would then awaken this dark goddess Sekhmet to come and destroy us. So she remains asleep as long as we are consumed in creativity and in art and in lovemaking and in passion and in um, in intuition and in taking in knowledge and in building community and in having children and in creating. Because when you create, you're not absorbed in all the darkness. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're life affirming and life creating. And so this story of the papyrus of the celestial cow, I recommend y'all take a look at that and like really go deep into that papyrus. It's a really deep book, papyrus. Most people only focus on the, the book of the dead, right? But I actually wrote a play for my daughter's fifth grade uh, called The Tears of Ra that's based on that. And in that play, you see those story, that story takes place where when people started turning against each other because it's based in ancient Egypt, that's when Sekhmet wakes up. And that's when she starts feeding off the blood of humanity. But then Thoth has to call forth the seven Pleiadian star system, the seven Hathors to come down here. And they teach the, the humanity how to turn their weapons into musical instruments. You know what I'm saying? They, t- they teach the farmers how to take the grapes and the, the, um, the hallucinogenic plants and turn them into alcoholic beverages. And then they give it to the people who are at war and suddenly the people put down their weapons. And then they teach the women how to dance, you know what I'm saying? And how to basically distract humanity from destroying themselves. And that's what this papyrus is all about. So I, I don't know why I just brought that papyrus up and what that has to do with your question. But um, that's that's where I took it. So I digress. It's all good, man. It's all good. We just kind of firing off the hip. I'm going to open up the stage, let people come up. Hey, OTG. What's up, bro? Why you think why you think India is protecting those people? Um, I think that there's something underground. I heard this story one time about, you know, when you hear about the 200 fallen angels, that one of the stories said that because it's a firmament, they couldn't leave. And that some of them had died and some of them were still trapped underground. And that one of them was trapped, Azazel was trapped underground there, and he, those were the people that kept him guarded. So because of that, 
you know, I had never put one plus one together about, um, you know, underground and, and uh, uh, inner earth or something like that. But I kind of had it was leaning towards it was some kind of entry point right there. But then watching the King Kong shit where it was as above, so below, like in the inner earth, he was running on one part, but it was like mountains and shit on the on the top part, too. It's kind of hard to explain. And he like ran up to the middle, touched the middle, and it was like these rocks floating in gravity. And then he like jumped to the other side and all of a sudden he was inside of like his home or some shit. I don't know if it was the center of the earth or whatever. You know what I mean? It was kind of strange. Right. I ain't seen it yet. That shit good? Yeah, it was pretty good, bro. It was pretty good. Okay, I bet. Yeah, but yeah, we we definitely got to get into that shit because ain't no way they just protecting them people for for fun, you know, like it gotta be something deeper than just oh don't don't fuck with them because they on the island. OTG, can you send me some information about uh, those people? Those those are the people that uh, killed those Christian missionaries, right? When they tried to come and convert them. Yeah, it was just one missionary, um, and essentially this island is off the coast of India. Um. It has a group of people who have been there for 60,000 years, allegedly. Um, they don't really know how they stayed alive on this little island. Um, when you look at it from the top, there's no way to kind of see see into it. And when you look at it from the bottom, it's so it's just so dense with forest and, and the way that it is, you can't see anything, but one thing they flew on a couple of drones over and there's like yellow people, like real bright yellow and then really, really black, like super, super black people. Um they've had a couple people go over there and I think they had kidnapped one of the people or something and it was trying to do They kidnapped they kidnapped some kids and some old people. The old people died. They yeah. sent the kids back with some gifts, like, you know, sorry we killed your elders or whatever. And I think that's when they stopped really, you know, allowing the, the outside world in. And I don't know if, if that's all the way accurate, but that's what I read or whatever. Hey, OTG, is that is that the King Kong versus Godzilla movie you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, allegedly he's like a titan or something. I read they're trying to make a whole like monster verse, or is what they're calling it, with King Kong, Godzilla. Couple other, I guess, big ass monster. Stimmy packs got y'all quiet. Are y'all all looking at uh, looking at what we was looking at? Y'all raise your hand. You guys can come up. 
You said you said Timmy's ex got me. You too. You too much, guy. You too much. They got the stimulus. The stimulus came. Everybody went and got that government tree. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> How you doing, Ramona? Hey. How you feel? I'm all right. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Just trying to be with myself. You know. Yeah. That's a serious thing I have to do, you know. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's great. I like it. Yeah, but it can get tough. It can really, you know, it can really challenge your your discipline, your, you know, your mental fortitude. <laughs> but it's mm. good. It's it strengthens you overall. How do you feel about um? The Turtle Island talk. Have you heard about Turtle Island before? Me? Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sure have. I'm still learning about that, so I ain't heard about that. Like, I'm still trying to correlate it to, you know, so these waters that are above, are we just like floating in the ocean? Like, how does this work? Mm, Like an air bubble? (laughs) Yeah, essentially like an air bubble. Yeah. Well, just as um, Jamal, Jamal was saying, like, you know, our body, uh, we're largely made up of water. So it's like, you know, how did that come together? Like, what does that mean? You know, I mean, we're like the earth, you know, the elements of the earth are inside of us. The earth as we know it is, uh, has a lot of water and really so, so do we, you know, when it comes to turtle island though, I just think of it as time, you know, it's interesting because I saw where, you know, with the with the jabs or the shots, it's like there's supposed to be a 28-day period between each shot. I found that to be interesting. So that 28 comes oh, up. Oh, that's like the moon calendar, the, the, the 28, right. 13, one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, that keeps coming up, you know. And just how February is the only month that has 20. It's almost, it's like they... It's like hidden in plain sight, like, you know, the truth or what, what's real. It's like hidden in plain sight. That's how I see it, like a pattern. So on the turtle's back, you know, it represents real time, moon time, the 13 scales. I just pick up on patterns and stuff, so... Hey, LTG, I'm about to try to see if I can watch this movie with my kids, man. Okay, bro. Make if sure I can you get check back it out. It's really yeah, yeah we're trying to get... Yeah, I got to hook up the projector and stuff right now, but it was a blessing talking to you, King. I sent you my personal phone number. Reach out anytime. I want to get with you about some beats and things. And, um, you know, as usual, man, this was a beautiful build. I was very honored to be a part of it. Thank you all so much for... Um, you know, hosting me and, and let me, you know, speak my mind. And, uh, you know, you sent me into some realms, man, that I want to take out, especially about the Indian, um, that island. 
and uh, Azazel, if you have any information okay. on that, you can send it to me. Cause okay. uh, I'm, I'm I'm really I'm really into the fallen angels, man. That's that's a that's my bag right there. I'm really all about researching that. So, health, okay. abundance, wealth, knowledge itself. Shabbat shalom to you all. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Have a good one. Thank you. How you guys feel? Ebony still up. Al Jord, D Chef, AJ Cipher, Cat. Juice, Nita, forever. Yep. I'm up. I'm just reading. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? I'm here, big dog. Just burning one. About to have this Kong shit on in the background. Because now you got me interested. Y'all was just talking about uh, Godzilla and King Kong? Hell yeah. I'm about to check them off out now. Let's do it, man. We could talk about it. Like, I think people still go and watch it. I'm gonna watch it again. I probably should just turn it on now. Like, it's 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 some shit in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that's what we're doing because I bought it last night. Yeah, it's <laughs> deep. I'm gonna have to watch it. As soon as soon as it come on, it's it, it's it's dropping gems. Like it's dropping when I. I wasn't really gonna watch it at first, but when it came on, and then you started talking about the fluoride and a whole bunch of other stuff, I ain't gonna mention for some people that ain't seen it, but it, it definitely got a lot of. They started talking about Hollow Earth and all that. Um, I was like, oh yeah, we yeah, it's about that time when they start speaking the truth like this, putting it out there like this, they putting it out there like that. Yeah, gotta pay attention. Hey, like even if we told you what happened. We can't tell you everything that's in there. So, like, niggas aren't going to tell you the plot. But it's just, like, all kinds of symbols in there. Like, all kinds, man. So that, hey. that it just, did it just come out? Or where's it at? It just came out. I was thinking about doing a uh, a, a watching of it. You guys want to watch it? I could set it up. Man. I could play it on, on. I could play it right now on Zoom if you want. Yes, no, maybe so. I ain't gonna lie, I'm about to watch it, right? I'm I'm watching Kong scratch his ass right now, walking through the, the little waterfall. <laughs> hey, you said I'm, what? I was just saying for anybody else in the room, if they want to watch it, I could do a watch party for it right now. If you want to do that, raise your hand, come up to the stage. And I could do a watch party. I'll watch it. All right, I mean, everybody yeah, yeah, put that on. Okay, I'm, I'm with it too. This is our to the party. Are you saying is there a new King Kong Godzilla movie out? Yeah, it came out on um, Friday. Anybody else, if you want to watch it, raise your hands, raise your hands, raise your hands. Yeah, I'm 
Raise your hands, raise your hands. Make sure you're in the Discord. And that'll be where I'll drop the link. You know what I mean? I'll drop the link and we can watch it right inside of um, Zoom. I got enough for 300 people, so raise your hands. Raise your hands, raise your hands, raise your hands. Everybody who wants to watch it, raise your hands. I need to know so I can help guide you to the, the Discord if you need help. So raise your hand, raise your hand. King Kong vs. Godzilla. We'll do a watch party right on Zoom. We could do it tonight. Give me a couple minutes. Let me see who all is up here. How many people? All right, it's 128. We got 19. All right, guys, if you want to watch it, I need five more people on the stage. Who will it be? You guys got to get four more people up here, man. Y'all not gonna do it. Okay. Right? They quiet. Do y'all wanna watch the movie or no? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I'm watching it right now. It looks really what up, what good. Y'all missing out. This shit fires a motherfucker so far. So I'm trying to tell you, everybody. I trying. definitely wanna watch it. How many more people we need? For me. Three. Almost 9 a.m. here. Y'all come up to oh, the sunny, sunny sleep. Sunny sleep. Sunny sleep. Okay. I'm up. I'm up. I got to. I'm going to get it together for you. Is everybody in the Discord? Everybody who's in? Are you in the Discord? We'll stop this.